up, everybody? Hey. Welcome back to the Pretty Dumb Podcast. Welcome back uh, to America. Thank you. I never left. (laughs) (laughs) You could (laughs) have. I didn't. Okay. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I just, I hope that everyone's having a great week. Not me. Hope you all are suffering. Okay. I didn't say that. (laughs) It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Anyways, how's your week been? Um, my week has been good. I decided to impulsively get my ears pierced. We love a change. So I went on Friday and was like, I'll just get something simple. And then was like, no, I'm going to get the piercing that's going to hurt the worst if it, if I wear a hat, if I put sunglasses on, if I do anything, but I'm going to get two of those. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know what though? Like piercings have been said to be like a rebrand and a regrowth of like a new life. Okay. So maybe your piercings are symbolic to the fact that you're working on moving to San Diego. Sure. Could be. Yeah. I'm not a tattoo girl. So I was like, all right, this is the best I can do. You want to see? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. And it'll take six to nine months to heal. Literally by the time (laughs) it's done healing, you'll be like, I'm all packed up and ready to move to San Diego. Now I can change these earrings out. So, yep, that was my, that's what I've been doing. And then I went and hung out with my friend and her kids. I think her kids think that I'm their best friend and not their mom's best friend. That's okay. Kids can think that. Kids can think whatever you want them to think because it's easy to lie to them. I guess. But then when I'm like in the kitchen talking to their mom and they're both like, Courtney Bird, Courtney Bird, Courtney Bird. I'm like, um, I'm talking to my best friend over here. And they're like, wait, what? I mean, I don't know. Have you tried giving them like <laughs> sleeping pills? Children. Not yet. Children like really do respond well to like sleeping pills. Oh, yeah. You've shoved a pill down a kid's throat. Mm hmm. Interesting. I actually tricked them into eating it by putting in a spoonful of Nutella. There you go. Mm-hmm. I played with those little brats all day on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we went to a soccer game and both kids got donuts and neither of them gave me a bite. Did you ask for a bite? Oh, I sure did. Did you know that if you so, hit yeah. a child across the face hard enough, <laughs> they'll just give you what you want? <laughs> And then I don't have any friends, so win-win. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been good, I think. Yes. I don't know what's really happening to my week. Like, I feel like I've been productive, but I haven't been. Like, it's very confusing to me. Like, deep in my heart, I'm like, I know I've been productive. But, like, deep in my bones, I'm like, has this been the production level that you want it to be? And it's like, no. Is it because you don't have anyone above you being like okay these are the things you need to do i mean i'm working on systems to like fix that problem mm-hmm. yeah but it's not been it's not been cool it's fine yeah i don't know it's you get to chill. sleep in now right I do get to sleep in i've been trying to wake up earlier this morning i set my alarm for seven thirty a.m and then i woke up at 10 uh-huh yeah okay yep. so it's been hard I set my alarm for 9 every day, and then I snooze until 10. Sometimes I stay in bed even later. Yeah, I just, like, I feel like the bed is kind of where I was, like, meant to be as a person. Like, if I could perform in bed, like, I probably would. Ooh. Want to hop on over? Mm. (laughs) No, I'm scared I'm going to get stuck here. (laughs) Podcast on the bed, which is right behind you because we're in a studio apartment. 
But that's okay. It's like a studio for other things too. It's just the pod studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Ugh. Anything trapping your ass this week? Mm, you know what's trapping my ass is um, all the lies that I've been fed. Like Apple has been feeding me this lie that says it's 44 degrees outside and it's clearly 30 degrees. <laughs> Celsius. As oh, someone, that's like hot, isn't is it? it? I don't know. I think it's hot. <laughs> yeah, that's like hotter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because zero is 32 Fahrenheit. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> so stupid. It's been very um, fucking cold and I hate it. But that's mainly what's trapping my ass. Actually, just the cold in general. My boyfriend's place is a little bit cold, but he got a you rug. Bring a blankie? No, I have a Patagonia blanket now. Or wait, a Pendleton blanket? My mom got me a Pendleton blanket. And Those the, like aren't even soft and cozy. Yeah, they are. Oh. Yeah. But they're more scratchy. No, this one is so soft. Okay, that's Yeah, fair. the Costco had them on sale, and oh, we love Costco. Oh, yes. So, Ooh, I want one. Yeah, it was nice. And it was really soft and warm. And that's kind of how I've been staying alive. I love it. I'm a blanket person all year round. If I'm, I'm on the couch watching TV, I need a blankie on. Even in the summer? Yep. So I'll just make it colder in here so I can have the blanket on and still be comfortable. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> what an efficient use of power. <laughs> yeah. Everything depends warming. on the blanket. Global warming who? <laughs> How's your week been? Or how's trapping your ass is what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Um, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of my plants are dying. And I kind of no. just don't care anymore. So now I am I got a pile over there that need to go to the uh, compost. I got that fern off of Buy Nothing. I have to dump that in the middle of the night so whoever I got it from doesn't see that I ruined the plant they gave me. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just waiting for spring. How would that person even know that you dumped it? They wouldn't. Okay. But like yeah. just in the off chance, they're like, hey, I remember I gave someone a fern that looked just like that. Just light it on fire. Inside? Yeah. Okay. No one would even know. Jeez. Oh, I also got myself flowers because, kind of sad topic, my grandpa passed away last week and I haven't really known how to feel like obviously I feel sad but I I don't know I feel like I tend to avoid difficult subjects like death mm. and so I just like I make myself busy with other things or just like oh, try to forget so I bought the flowers to remind me like hey think about grandpa every time you look at these and it does help just I don't know. It's just my own thing. I feel bad because I feel like I'm not grieving and then I feel guilty for not like grieving the right way. And it's a, it's a weird mind thing. Everyone always grieves differently. Though. I know. That's what everyone says. But yeah. I feel like I'm just not doing anything. I'm just like, oh, this person who had a big influence on my dad's life is no longer here. I mean, like, how, how do you think you're supposed to grieve? I don't know. I'm just... the. Both my mom's parents passed away 10 plus years ago, if not more. So I was quite a bit younger and also wasn't close to either of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I, I don't know how I handled it then either. But now it's just like I'm older and this person meant a lot to our whole family. So it's like, uh, am I doing it wrong? Am I a bad person? I don't think that you're a bad person. Being, grief is just so weird Mm because it's like you 
have this image of what it should look like, but when it happens to you, you realize, hey, I don't fit the mold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super weird or I guess interesting. I don't know what the right word is, but it's like, it'd be one thing if it were someone who I see often. And so when they pass away, I like feel their absence. But because I only saw him once every couple of years, if that, I haven't felt his absence yet. So I think that's kind of like a, like I know that he's gone, but it doesn't feel like it because I haven't gone to visit, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel that. I don't know. I feel like that happened to me when my cousin passed away. I was like, I don't see her that often, but I do feel like there's this like thing missing now, Mm -hmm. but I just don't know how to like explain it. I mostly was just like, oh my God, I should have probably like seen her more. Whoopsie. Right. Yeah. Next time. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Next time when we're all hamsters, we're going to spend a lot of time together. (laughs) Yeah. My bad. (laughs) I think that that's like, I don't know. I guess coping mechanism wise, that's like my way of doing it. I don't know. Do you feel like you need coping mechs right now? Um, I don't really know. Like I said, I got the flowers and like I, it's kind of weird, but I like say goodnight to my grandpa. That's not when weird. When I look at the flowers, I'm like goodnight, grandpa. So I think it's just like a reminder for me because otherwise I don't have reminders of him here. He never came here or anything and I don't have any pictures. Um, so yeah. I don't know. My dad, I talked to my dad today. I got some info about my grandpa, but um, he told me I need to call my grandma because he was like, well, have you talked to her? And I was like, I don't want to make her sad. Like, I don't want to stir things up. I'm sure she's in her own grieving process. And he was like, no, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And also she's one tough lady. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, I think just talking to more people who knew him and loved him and yeah, just hear stories. So have you called? Not yet. Oh. When are you going to? Sometime. Mm. <laughs> I kind of feel like it should be tonight. <laughs> we'll see. She's in Florida. Yeah, people love being in Florida. It's too late there. No, people in Florida like <laughs> stay up way later. I know it. They party, you know? They do. Even the old people. It's about, that's all that Florida is. It's just a bunch of old people partying. There's an age limit. You have to be at least 60. Is that the retirement age now? I don't know. I think it depends where you work. I think in general it's 65. But mine's going to be like 85 because I'm a dog walker. I kind of feel <laughs> like mine is also going to be really high. And like, I don't really know how I feel about that, to be honest. Let's just not even think about it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we're just so happy. Anyways... <laughs> What else? What else? Um, So I talked to my dad today, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my grandpa's life. Oh, yeah. Sound good? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my grandpa's name was Ron Garvin, and he was in the Navy for, my dad thinks, 20 years. This is where calling my grandma would have helped to get specific. I mean, like, (laughs) I bet you that's, like, public record, right? Yeah. Because they can just be like, hey, we need to know <laughs> this stuff about this Navy guy. Mm-hmm. And public records can be like, oh, yeah, let me pull that up. Yeah, I've never done anything. I Googled Ron Garvin, and there is a professional wrestler with that name. So that's all that came up. And I was like, I don't think that's him. 
You just Googled the name. You didn't yep. think to get more specific. I didn't. No, I sure didn't. Like <laughs> no birthdays or like Navy or like location. Listen, I got what I needed. Okay. Okay. Um. So my grandpa was a judge for the Navy and he was a, on the U.S. Court of Appeals before the Navy. I don't know what a lot of this means, but it's pretty cool. It's very high ranking. One position that he had as a judge for the Navy was presidentially appointed. So the president was like, you get this job. Which president? My dad wasn't sure. He's going to think Bush number one. Mm, Okay. I don't know why I thought this was happening in the 70s, but I'm realizing the 90s were like also 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Um, and an anecdote that my dad said was that he did not like, my grandpa did not like working with the asshole Supreme Court justices. Hell yeah. What does that mean though? Like, like which side (laughs) is that? This is all very vague information. I'm really here for it, but I am. All right. I'm going to cut that out. I'm riffing on this. Um, okay. So my grandpa is my dad's stepdad. So, um, Grandpa Garvin married my grandma when my dad was around 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And so my dad has three brothers, one older, two younger. So they're all preteens at this time. And because my grandpa was in the Navy, they moved to Norfolk, Virginia for a few months. And then um, he got stationed in Philadelphia. But my dad and all of his brothers lived in New Jersey for Mm -hmm. three years. And that was in the... 70s yes we love the 70s and my dad said that during this time (laughs) my dad and his brothers are all white dudes from the midwest what they were all bused to inner city black schools in new jersey in the 70s Mm because that's just how things went and my dad said it was a, a very interesting time he didn't elaborate (laughs) but I mean I've seen videos of like kids being bused from school to school or remember when busing first started and they're like the first black girl was sent to like an all-white school and there are people protesting you've never seen that no oh it's like I know the story but I don't (laughs) know like I yeah you weren't there when it happened were you (laughs) can you tell me the weather were they also lying about the weather back then I don't even think they had weather back then. Oh, so bleak. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. My dad really liked his stepdad, my grandpa Garvin. Mm-hmm. He was a really, really good parent. Um, he didn't have any kids of his own, but he definitely stepped up as my dad's dad. And at one point, my dad wanted him to adopt him. And I just learned recently that my grandpa's dad actually adopted him. He was his stepdad also. And I was like, wow, lots of good stepdads stepping up. Yeah. Um, And yeah, my dad said that he's like, usually people aren't happy when a marriage ends or when families break apart. But he said that it was a very, very good thing for him and all of his brothers when his mom left his dad and met his stepdad. Stepdad is just a very humble and polite. Quality of life definitely improved. Yes. He said he was a humble man, always doing 
for others. And, yep, they moved around a little bit. They moved to Austin, and then they moved to Casper, Wyoming, when they were when the boys were teenagers. And that is where all of my dad's brothers still live. And I didn't realize that they all moved to Casper because of Grandpa Garvin. So all of the birds are in Wyoming because Grandpa Garvin moved there, and they decided to lay roots there. Hmm. <laughs> you know Casper. how you love Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Wyoming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. My dad had this um, memory that he had. He was visiting my grandpa on the military base that he worked at. Mm-hmm. So my dad was a teenager, and some, like, young cadet was nearby and dropped an F-bomb. And my grandpa laid into him. He was like, he immediately turned into, like, commander mode. He was, like, nose to nose. He was pushing, like, pointing on him. Like, you don't speak this way. And he said that was the first time he had ever seen his dad, like, lose his cool. And it was in, like, a work-specific environment. Okay. <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts, but I'm trying so hard to be respectful. So, like, I just, I can't really comment on that. Okay. And then let's see what else did we learn. Oh, um, so my grandpa, he had congestive heart failure something called and so a lot of his other organs were just not doing well for a long time mm-hmm. and he was on oxygen for the past few years um so it wasn't i don't know if it, his death wasn't super sudden it was like once he was in the hospital it was sudden but it's like he's been kind of sick for a while mm-hmm. but my dad said he and all of his brothers were able to get there um to see him to say goodbye and he said that basically up until the end that grandpa was still in good spirits he was still joking around with them with the nurses like he was still like a happy person he just knew that it was his time like Mm -hmm. he wasn't scared he was like he was ready to go how old was he um 82 he just recently had his birthday in january that's a long time Mm mm-hmm um, but yeah, he said the main thing he was worried about was just making sure that his wife, Linda, was taken care of, everything was in order, and yeah, he just wanted to go in peace, and that he was able to. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. My dad and all of his brothers were really happy that they got to be there and say goodbye and just be with each other, and he, my dad said that when they first got to the hospital, they all got there, they all flew in and got there at the same time. And our grandma wasn't there yet, so they walked in the room, my dad and his three brothers, and grandpa was sleeping, and one of his brothers, like, shook him awake, like, dad, dad, and when he woke up, grandpa, like, looked at them, and it took him, like, several seconds to, like, comprehend that he was seeing all of them, and he said later, he was like, I thought I had died, he thought, mm-hmm. I thought I was in heaven there for a minute, and I was like, oh, geez, they almost killed him, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> So yeah, that's the very shortened version of my grandpa's life that I know. Mm-hmm. Was all of this like news to you? Um, no, like I knew most of it. Um, specific things I don't really know, but um, by the time I came around, like my grandpa and Linda were already. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, my grandparents were already in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have like money growing up, so we couldn't go visit them all the time. 
So we saw them a few times. And I do remember like going to their house one summer and they had a nice swimming pool. That was the first time I'd been to someone's house that had a pool. Mm -hmm. And I was just young enough to not know that you're not supposed to pee in the pool. (laughs) So they told us like a few days in, maybe like a week of us being there. My grandma had this thing that you dip in the pool to see like if a girl has been peeing or if a boy has been peeing. And I was like, no. What? I didn't even know you could tell that stuff. Apparently you could, or she was just lying to me. Either way, I was busted. So that's the thing I remember. (laughs) Okay, well, that's good to know. (laughs) But then later in life, my cousin Megan and I um, were both without kids. We're not married. We're just like, you know, we're the spinsters of our families Spencer sounds like such a horrible <laughs> term don't call yourself that so we um have been travel buddies and we visited them my grandparents they stayed a summer in San Diego and we went over there for a week and they stayed in Colorado we stayed mm-hmm. with them for like a week or so there and yeah we've just been trying to spend more time with them the older we get the older they get so we do have some memories of them as adults, which is nice, too. My dad said that Grandpa, before he passed away, he said that me and Megan has a special place in his heart. Oh, That's so nice. Yeah. I need to visit my grandparents more. <laughs> What's your relationship like with your grandparents? I mean, pretty good. Like, it's, like, healthy, I would say. Like, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, as close as I could be. But, I mean, I don't know. Where are they at? They're both here in Washington. Both mm-hmm. sets are here. But, like, my grandparents on my mom's side live in, like, but fuck nowhere, like, mm-hmm. towards the coast. And then my grandparents on my dad's side live with my parents, but they, like, never talk. Like, they're so quiet. And, like, I don't know. I ask them about them sometimes. I should see them more. I should see all of my grandparents more. It's, like, at least, like, once a month, maybe. I don't know. Once every other month, at least. Yeah, I mean, whatever you can do. A few times a year. It's just so time-consuming. That's a bad way to say it. <laughs> I don't know. My schedule's busy, and, like, mm-hmm. I just need to make time. That's really what it needs to be. Yeah. I just wish I had asked more questions, and I kind of wish I wrote things down. Because, like, I remember talking to my grandparents a lot just about their lives and stuff but I have such a bad memory that I don't remember a lot of what they said which sucks so yeah I don't know how to how you remember those things we just need a recorder I was gonna say maybe you should (laughs) just like bring your video camera (laughs) and just start recording all of that let's go grandma Mm -hmm. what's up that's what yeah well people love being on camera (laughs) do they yeah that's like one of their favorite (laughs) things in the entire world (laughs) They love it. They love attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Is that boomers? Is that what grandparents are now? I think my parents are boomers. Maybe your grandparents are boomers. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't even know what comes before boomers. Did it? I feel like it all got lumped into one. Did it? I don't hear about anything other than boomers. Hmm. Maybe it's because the generation before boomers are just like in retirement and they're like, whatever, we're already rich. We don't really need to work and like say anything anymore, except like unless we don't like it, which they don't like a lot of things. Actually. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. OK, never mind. That just like doesn't make sense. OK, I don't know. That's OK. How's your journey with grief going, though? Do you feel like it's going well? Um. Yeah, like 
like I said, he passed away last week. It's also a weird thing. Like, when someone dies, you say passed away. Because saying someone dies feels weird or wrong or something. Have you noticed that? Mm, not for me personally, because I do say dead. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my cousin died. Like, or my friend Brie killed herself. Like, I'm pretty clear about it. Like, mm-hmm. unless it's like I'm in a situation where I know I need to be delicate, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, so-and-so passed away. It was kind of, you know, she did it to herself because she killed herself. And people are like, ugh, that made me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, sorry. Why did you say that? Ew. I'm like, ugh, well, it did. <laughs> it made news. Like, when Was that recent? No, this was like three years ago that my friend passed away. Three or four years ago now. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm, it was really sad. How'd you deal with it? Um, back then, that was my first encounter with death, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I still don't really know what I'm doing, but it was a lot of just like being there for everyone else that knew her and just like kind of sitting with it and like internalizing like things that I wish I could do differently. And then also like my big takeaway from that was like, okay, like what am I going to do to be better? So that way, like if something like that was to happen again, I would like know. And like, just can I be a better person to prevent this in the future? Cause like she was a suicide. So that was like my big takeaway from that. And then eventually, I don't know, like a few months later, it just like, got better but I would still Mm -hmm. get sad Mm -hmm. I still get sad now when I think about it yeah but I don't think it ever goes away really Mm -hmm. it's just a sad thing that you have to kind of like deal with every once in a while and then when my cousin died I just like I buried myself in work like I didn't even take full time off really because I was just like I I just have to stay busy so I like stayed busy at work I did shows And it felt weird to be, like, so productive when I was, like, so sad inside. But -hmm. at the same time, I was like, well, I just kind of feel like this is what I need to do to get by. And then eventually all of those feelings will, like, come to light. And then it'll Mm -hmm. be like, okay, like, now's the time for me to process all of this. And then it just, it happens, you know? So, yeah, I think that's probably where I'm at. I'm kind of, like, pushing it away a little bit focusing on other things like no I'm not really ready to face this head-on sort of thing so Mm -hmm. I think that's where I am in the whole grief thing and you can't force it either it just kind of happens when it needs to happen and Mm -hmm. that'll be it and I mean it is a different scenario because like my grandpa lived a very happy full life Mm -hmm. so I don't feel like I don't feel sad that he didn't get to do the things he didn't want to because I I think he was happy with his life so it's just like a, like missing someone, but not feeling like he didn't get enough time. Yeah. Just a weird thing. It is weird. I hope that that's how we die. I hope we die. Suicide pact. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> let's do it. Why not? If we don't make our career goals by this time next year, let's kill ourselves. If we don't get fifty subscribers. <laughs> We'll just, we'll end it all right then and there. Ooh, we're kidding, you guys. We're kidding. This is this is how we go. Yeah. I do, I have a lot of, like, I just have a dark sense of humor. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. That's yeah. basically how I coped when, like, I experienced death. I was like, how can I make this funny? Mm. And 
I did. But privately. Yeah. That is one thing. I feel like, yes, my sense of humor isn't for everybody. So sometimes I'm like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But my go-to is just to say the dark, creepy, uncomfortable thing. But sometimes that's what you need. I don't know. Like I said, everyone deals with things differently. But I definitely Mm -hmm. think that, like, if you're someone who makes dark jokes like just do it with the know your audience you know know. like know your audience i don't think i have one yet (laughs) you probably do you just don't realize it could be could be Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what's been going on i will call my grandma soon okay let's make that your goal for this week okay yeah do you have a goal for this week sell a bunch of t-shirts at the shows that i'm doing this weekend okay where are you gonna be at I'm going to be at Spokane Comedy Club. Nice. Yeah. I heard you're doing a special show. Special show. I'm it's nervous. Like special I am. Thursday, I'll be in Aberdeen, Washington. Heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> what? Aberdeen? It's like the Hollywood of Washington. I know. I've never been there. And I'm like, ooh, that's a long drive. That's I've never north, been there for it? comedy. It is very west. Like south, oh southwest. yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly where Aberdeen is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's deep, but I'm excited. I'm gonna be on a show with Monica Nevy. What's the drive time? I don't even want to freaking look at it. Okay, well, <laughs> I just saw Monica <laughs> perform, and she's running new material, and it's okay. really funny. So nice. yeah, you, That's I think exciting. you'll enjoy that. But then yeah, Saturday I'll be in Bend, Oregon, for the Dose show. Which is like the dope show, but instead of weed, we do mushrooms. How's okay? I have so many logistical questions about that that I'm gonna have to ask you about next week. Like, how soon are you taking the mushrooms, and then like, how soon are you performing after that? I don't know anything. I've never done mushrooms before, so because it be takes a, time. a while for it to kick in. Like, it's not just like, hey, we're on. Like, that doesn't happen. Maybe I'll fake it. <laughs> I will let you know how it goes if I survive. Hopefully, I have a. Oh my gosh, do people like lose their minds after trying mushrooms one time? No, no, but I couldn't even imagine doing stand up because, like, I feel like I talk slower. Okay, I mean, honestly, I've waited so long to try them and I've wanted to try, so I'm like, hey, this is a cool story that I can say my first time doing mushrooms was on stage for comedy, so. I really hope that you Hopefully like miss the light out. and run a half hour. <laughs> they wouldn't let it that happen. I'm sure Tyler would gently ease me off the stage. <laughs> what like do you think maybe he has like one of those like cattle hoop things like that just like those long sticks to like I hope herd not. you back? I might lose my mind. <laughs> just herd you back into like the back of the stage and he's like, Okay, Courtney Bird, everyone. <laughs> maybe I'll just make him come out with me, hold my hand while I talk. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm excited, though. I just wish it wasn't so far away. It's like six hours away. Holy fuck. That's like three hours past Portland, then. I know. It's so far. But it's... I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. I drove... these new adventures. I drove to Eugene one time to do 20 minutes, and I was like, this fucking sucks. And it was like five minutes. (laughs) Or five hours. It was like five hours of driving. And then we had to drive five hours back, and I was like, oh "Oh my fucking God. Well, luckily, we get a hotel because we'll be on drugs. So thank you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> we want you to be at a hotel. Could you imagine if he was like, all right, now get in your cars and get on out of here. And just be like, okay, good night. <laughs> Don't even leave the parking lot. <laughs> no. My friend is worried about me. 
she's called me a couple times. She's like, I just don't think you should do it. I think you need to have someone there who loves you when you first try mushrooms. Those friends are fucking <laughs> annoying. They are. They're so fucking annoying. I had a, I have a friend who's like that too. And now I don't tell her anything about like what I'm doing because I'm like, shut the fuck up. You she's really do irritate about. the shit out of me. <laughs> like, well, I told her, I was like, okay, I'll call my friend Morgan who lives in Portland. And I did. Is Morgan going to go with you? But I called her, which is what I said I would do. Okay. So I did. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I will be fine. And yeah. I'm sharing a hotel room with another comic, a female comic. Oh, perfect. So, and she, I'm sure, has done mushrooms before. So it's going to be a-okay. You guys are going to have so much fun. But maybe keep your phone on you. Oh, you'll be on stage. You yeah, can't Yeah, I'll be me. working too. Yeah. All right. I'm on my own, you guys. Sorry. Any tips for doing mushrooms for the first time? just let everything be like you're gonna have urges that are gonna be like oh my god I'm supposed to be doing this and then just like go with the flow like let go of everything I let go of every single thing that I'm doing every time I've ever done mushrooms I'm just like whatever happens happens there's no plan you're not gonna pee your pants you still have that (laughs) like you're gonna just you're just go into it with no plan no expectations and like you'll have the most fun also turn off your phone all of this seems the exact opposite of what you want to do for comedy (laughs) like okay i need my phone to record my set and i need that for a set list am Mm. i just not going to be able to even comprehend a set list i mean i dude don't even fucking bring a set list on stage (laughs) what are you doing no just like set your camera to record or like pay someone to do it for you and then just like let it happen like just let whatever let whatever happen happens i mean like this is a really great chance to like riff and just like Talk about your thoughts while you're up there. Okay. What about snacks? I never eat. Not on mushrooms? I've never eaten. I've never wanted okay. to. Yeah. Okay. Good I to know, know people who do, but like I've never wanted to. Like I get very hungry munchies on my edibles, as you know. But is it totally different? That is like a whole different experience. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. You're. I. I mean like I know people who eat, but like. I've never been like, mm, I could go for a cheeseburger. Like, that's never okay. happened to me. Okay. All right. And then Tyler, the host of the show, suggested I wear very comfortable clothing. That's also pretty good advice. One time I tried acid and my friend was hanging out with me and we both were on it. And we had to keep changing our clothes because we were like, this just doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right either. I need a different bra. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds about right, yeah. Great. Well, hopefully I don't get naked on stage. I mean, you could. <laughs> that could be part of your journey. Here we go. No, you're going to love it. You're going to have so much. I'm kind of jealous. Like, I'm actually like so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. You're going to have so much fun, though. You really will. Well, hopefully I make it back alive. Yeah. Did you learn anything this week? I learned that plastics, as we know... Not very many plastics actually get recycled. Mm -hmm. And it typically takes like a shampoo bottle 200 to 400 years to decompose. And as the plastics are breaking down, they turn into microplastics, which we then turn into sand, consume and ingest without knowing it. And over our lifetime, the average person consumes about 45 pounds of plastic. So, 
I've been trying to reduce my use of plastic and I got some new shampoo. It's called Ethic, I think, or Ethique. It's a little like bar of soap. And oh, been, the shampoo bars. I've mm-hmm, mm-hmm. been really excited about it. Use it today. Is my hair dirtier than it was before I used it? Could be. Could be. Oh. <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. But <laughs> Didn't do anything. we're going to, we're, we're learning as we go. And my moral superiority is, so it's fine. We're good. We're going to figure it out. But I am trying to use less plastic. So I'm figuring out better things that make me feel better about the environment and my impact on it. Oh, yours is so much better than mine. <laughs> What'd you learn? I learned that it's okay that sometimes we feel like, hey, I'm supposed to be doing all of this. But reality is, is that the long-term goal is very ambiguous and it's hard to figure out sometimes. And it's okay to be a little bit confused. As long as you're working towards something, that's all that matters. And that's what I learned. Are you talking about your sexuality? Yeah, I think I'm straight. Oh, no. How are you going to tell your parents? Oh, jeez. I need to figure out how to tell my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel good. All right. Well, sorry if this was a downer episode. I don't know. Yeah, that microplastic to... thing really bummed me the fuck out. Ooh, yep. Well, use less plastic. It's not going to stop it from being in my sushi. That's true. Okay, well, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.